Good evening, and thank you for joining the Voice of Many podcast with your host, Yolanda, and co-host, Vanessa. This evening, we have the pleasure of having with us Miss Emily Dick. Emily is an expert. Um, she is an activist, and she is committed to making girls feel comfortable in their own skin. In her book, Positive Body Positive um, is a guide to loving your body. And that is something that's hard for a lot of women to do, is to love their body, love the skin that they're in, and to build that self-confidence um, from not just what we're told, um, from everyone said, oh, you look pretty, you're attractive, but knowing within who we are um, and knowing that we should really feel good about ourselves and not have that negative complex. So here to share with us um, on body image and self-love is Miss Emily Dick. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's a pleasure. And because like say your topic, what you do, um, what you're standing for, what you're fighting for, what you've been an advocate for is so important to every woman, every young lady that's out there, every teenager and every mom that's raising a daughter right about now is mm -hmm. really important. And so can you tell us what is body image? So body image really is the mental picture of how we see our bodies, but also the way we feel about our bodies. So it's almost like the idea of how you think others see you. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. So um, how do you say it? When, when you say how others see us, we have to think too about how we see the media how we portray what we see um, projected from the media. And we had started talking about that. So um, how is the media really promoting this? You want to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. It, the media is a huge proponent in how we feel about our bodies. It's one of the central ways that we learn about what, what women should look like, mm -hmm. how we should behave, how should we appear. And now with social media as well, um, you know, anyone can participate really in, a, you know, spreading these beauty standards, um, modifying images to appeal to this ideal body, this ideal beauty that, that we've come to learn. And, th and that ideal beauty has changed over time, but there are a few things that it really has stayed consistent with. And one of that being is that thin waist and you know anyone can can edit things and spread messages about dieting and you know striving for beauty at all costs and the result from that is so damaging um, mentally but also physically for so many that's true like we were talking about the photoshopping it's not good not good no <laughs> <laughs> For um, some of our viewers and listeners, 
what would you say body positivity and body neutrality are? So body positivity really is that this idea that all bodies are, are good bodies, um, that they're beautiful, that they're worthy of love, respect. Um, and then body neutrality is sort of an in-between place, really. It's a starting point um, yeah. for someone who doesn't want to be um, dissatisfied with what their body does and they can recognize that their body is great at its functions and things like that um, without the pressure of really loving your body. So it's sort of an in-between place. It's a stepping stone. Um, to me, even body positivity, like no one loves their body hundred percent of the time, even when you are body positive. So it's really whatever term really works for you and in your journey of learning to really accept your body more for, for what it is than, than what we're told we need to look like and, and, you know, feel like. That's true. That's true. With everything in the media and that we see in magazines, how do we promote a healthy body image and self-esteem, especially for our children? It is so tricky in this day and age, but there are several things that we can do. Um, for both ourselves, but also our children. Uh, one of the things I like to promote is focusing on non-physical achievements. So writing down, whether it's writing down a list or when you're giving compliments to your child, using those non-physical characteristics to, to, to boost their self-esteem, you know, you're smart, you're kind. Those are the things that we need to remind mm -hmm. ourselves are more important. We, we don't get our worth from the way we look. Our worth comes from the type of person we are. Um, so really focusing on that, those attributes is really, really important. Um, I think the other thing is really getting away from this diet culture, um, connecting more with an intuitive eating method, which is really listening to what your body needs. Because studies show the more we restrict, the more we diet. We actually end up overeating, binging. Um, it creates way more damage. Eating disorders arise out of it. Um, so really just having a healthy relationship with food. Like there's no, no um, morality with, with any food. There's no bad. There's no good foods. There's just all foods. A bunch of all foods is, is really best. Um, and then I think really having these conversations about stereotypes in the media, being honest with them, having those conversations, even with yourself, realizing um, what images really trigger you when you're on social media. Um, so teaching them, but also doing it yourself to really detox your, your own social media accounts and make sure that you're following people that make you feel good about yourself that aren't promoting diet culture 24 seven, because that you're going to internalize that. And that's going to affect how you feel about your body. Um, and I think really, you know, the other thing too, is we can't feel guilty for playing into, um, the media. We love, you know, we all have social media. It's a great tool. It keeps us connected. We love to watch movies. We read magazines, all those things. We shouldn't feel guilty for consuming that type of, um, popular culture, but we should also be critical of what we see and understand and be able to say like, this is promoting a certain type of beauty standard when I'm enjoying this article, or maybe I'm not going to read this one, just being aware. Um, and knowing that you have the power and you have a voice, so you can use it. You can write letters to the editors. You can 
speak out that you want to see unedited bodies in advertising campaigns, whatever you want, you know, you, you have more power than you think. Well, it's talking about images and in writing, what um, led you to write your book, Body Positive? And you did something even different, which I have not heard of in quite a while. You actually used the images of real women's bodies in your book. Yeah. So really what inspired me to write the book was, you know, I've always struggled with body image issues like every other woman out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I went to university, I started to learn about um, sort of the really the theories behind why we have these body image issues, how it relates to the media, pop culture, um, specifically the male gaze theory, which is this idea that women feel like they're objects on display. Um, and they actually begin to self-survey, watch what they're doing, even when no one's around, because that's so internalized by us that we have to appear perfect to other people all the time. So the more I sort of dug under and, and discovered some of these layers, I was like, people need to know this stuff, like at a young age, like I would have loved to know this. It gave me such validation, just understanding how these systems are set up and how they work. So I really wanted to make that information accessible. Um, And that really inspired me to write the book. And then the other part of it for me was while creating this piece of, you know, introduction to, to body image and sharing, you know, some different responses from women I interviewed, but I also thought it would be nice to have a a piece of media that makes us feel good. And I wanted everyone to open the book and really feel someone that, that made them feel represented, that, that they could go, oh, my body looks like that. You know, I have rolls, I have stretch marks, you know, and, and that we're not just, you know, these perfect people and we're not, we're not isolated. Like we we're all going through things, even though our experiences are very different. Um, we, we do have something in common and, and let's, let's come together and, and recognize that. Right. And, and it's too, it's also important that we be more, um, how you say it? we be more aware of the things that we say, because yes. um, perception is one part of, part of it. But once you get to the verbal, the verbal tends to stay with you forever. Um, mm-hmm. So we have to be conscious of what we say and how we say it when we say it. Because our little ones, as young as elementary school, they're listening. They're that sponge that's taking in everything that's being said. Where whenever we say something to to a child, well, you're getting a little chunky or your face is getting fuller. They take that as, okay, well, I must not look good. I must be, be fat. I'm gaining weight. Oh, no. And so we're saying things to them and it's really staying in their minds because of them being sponges. So we want to be aware of um, the perception that we give our kids and that we're giving each other, Um, not just face to face, but all over. We just need to really be cautious of what we're saying. Absolutely. And we really need to even challenge our own internalized biases, you know, we are a very fat phobic society and, you know, we don't even realize that we're spreading this 
information to people that fat is a bad thing. Fat is just an adjective. It is just a characteristic. It does not make anyone any different. There are no diseases out there that affect only fat people. Like there, the problem, you know, is, is that diet companies use that as their excuse to sell, sell their, their products. And, um, they fund half the surveys that are out there, um, that present these statistics as fat as being something that's damaging or unhealthy. And really they're not looking at the real reasons why, you know, maybe some of these statistics exist, which is fat phobia because doctors aren't treating fat people equally to thin people and things like that. Those are the more, the real issues at heart here. It's not so much that fatness is causing issues. Right. So I think really being aware of our own biases and, and thinking before we, we think, you know, like I always like the statement, you know, our first thought is what we're taught to think or socially conditioned to think. And our second thought is really what we're choosing to believe. So it's really taking that second to, to have that second thought and go, Hmm, really? Like, why am I thinking this way? Or why am I saying this this way? And especially when it comes to our kids, because those little comments, they will really, 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 like you said, take to heart. And, you know, it could be, you know, they're, they're aware, you know, that maybe they're, they're chubby and stuff like that. Our bodies are always going to ebb and flow and, and, and they don't need to think that that's a bad thing. So it's all a part of growing up. Yes. I think too, for some people, if they don't think it's such a big issue, they should look at the fact that they have started changing Barbie dolls to now Barbie dolls that we used to have as being super skinny. Now they have a mixture of curvy and skinny um, Mm -hmm. Barbie dolls. And then now too, our mannequins are actually starting now to be plus size mannequins as well. So I'm like, if they're changing the industry and even the modeling industry, making them gain some weight as well, mm-hmm. why doesn't the rest of society realize that, you know, it's unrealistic. We can't keep doing this anymore. Exactly. It doesn't and We're work. demanding it, right? We're, we're the ones yeah. who are making these changes because we don't want to buy our kids the stereotypical skinny Barbies that, that mm-hmm. we all grew up with, right? We, we want our kids to have options. We don't want them to face the same issues that, that we have faced really. Yes. And it just shows you the power that we can have, you know, I, it's baby steps. And sometimes it feels like we're light years away from, from real change. But then you see some of these examples and you're like, wow, like differences can be made. So we got to keep, keep going. And if if we would take time instead of for every negative thing we say, say something positive, something inspirational, something motivational um, to our kids, to our women, um, that would make such a difference because Mm -hmm. our bodies are one thing, but the mind, once you grasp that mind, that power, you can change everything else, the perception, the health the outlook it controls it's all controlled by your mind from what you see you know yeah, and you see what you hear don't, taste exactly and people don't realize that health is not just the way you look health mm-hmm. health first of all health is not visible but health has to include everything like you said the mind is a really really important aspect yeah. uh, of what i think is health <laughs> so true 
So true. <laughs> so how can we practice self-love? I think by practicing different forms of self-care, um, you know, whether it's like you said, using positive affirmations to make ourselves feel good, reframing some of the negative thoughts that we have, um, but also really caring for our bodies in a way that makes us feel good, you know, and, and to everyone, I always say that looks so different self-care, um, you know, to someone might be a bubble bath for another person that's going out dancing, you know, whatever makes you feel good mentally, physically, is what you need to do to show your body, to show yourself that you are, are giving it love. That's very true. So, and one more thing I want to throw in. So how can those listening and watching get a copy of your book and follow you and, and get more information? Absolutely. So um, you can get my book, Body Positive, A Guide to Loving Your Body, anywhere that sells books, basically. Um, and you can visit my website, happydaughter.com. There's all kinds of links for the book there as well. And you can follow me on Instagram at real happy daughter. Um, say hello. I always love, uh, when you guys pop up in, in the DMS and stuff. So, so thank you. You're welcome. And thank you, Emily, so much for joining us and telling us about your story and also hopefully encouraging some of our watchers and listeners to um, partake more so into body positivity as well. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for joining us and, and being able to shed light um, on an issue that is not just small, it's very huge. And it impacts us not just temporary, but forever because that little saying, that thought, stays in the back of your mind um if we could get more positive instead of the negative things to linger back there life will be so much better be i so agree better. let's do it <laughs> for those of you who are watching and listening please don't forget to follow us on our social media pages please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button as we don't want you to miss out on any of our great guests or great topics we want to thank you so much for tuning in and we will talk to you all later. Bye.